o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets. Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Wednesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show head in the Double Barrel Wednesday, Sean Callahan, Parker Gabriel both back today. Yeah, they're both on board. Yeah, that's right, because next week is the spring game, so we're getting lined up for the last few practices of the spring before the summer hits here. Spring game, yeah, there you go. Spring practice game, whatever whatever they call it. Yeah, fix your collar. Boy, fix your collar. (laughs) My God, you You derelict. Sometimes you come in here with stuff on your shirt. I don't say anything, and I my collar no, I my collar is a tad messed up, and you feel like I'm just like. When do I have stuff on my shirt ever? Half the time. Half the time, really. Sometimes you get like a donut in your in your mustache or beard. I just laugh because you know some people don't want to hear that, some people don't. So. Yeah. It's yeah. Owls. Yeah. Okay, a lot, a lot. We have a lot a to get lot, to today. We'll get to, yeah, plenty with Husk, with, uh, with uh, Sean Callahan and Parker Gabriel. Last night, Nebraska baseball did play. They lost 3-2 to two to Creighton, despite Creighton having <coughs> five errors. They still won the game 3-2. to two. Creighton has now won six of the last seven meetings between Nebraska and Creighton. That's wonderful. Offense is not clutch what it needs to be. Pitching was not horrible last night. Only three runs allowed. You can live with that. But the offense just not getting it done. Two for 14 with runners in scoring position. Two for 15, actually. Two Two for for 15 15 with runners in scoring position. When I went to sleep, it was two for 14. Two for 15. Uh, Nebraska's offense is an ongoing issue. They they went into that game ranked 220. 25th nationally in run production. Mm. Yeah, that's not what we expected. That's nope. not. I mean, remember what Will said? Will Bolt is the head coach, Jake. Um, he said that they he thought he had power up and down the lineup. I, that excited me. That they had guys that could that could drive the ball uh, one through nine. Maybe they do, but they're just not doing it. Right. Well, I, I want to ask you this: They're third; they're almost a third of the way through the season. Yeah. This is who they are. I was going to say: Is this is it getting late early for Nebraska baseball? Well, they're a third of the way through. I mean, these stats are basically at that point who you are, right? You can get hot, though. You, you can get hot, but yeah, they need to catch a heater. This team, it, it feels like it's getting late early on them. They need to catch a heater. The Big Ten's mm-hmm. not very good, by the way. Okay, Michigan, Maryland, they no. Don't. It's, no, it's not. It's the, you can you can catch. It's a gettable, but yeah. you need to get out of a slump here and get it going. Yeah, yeah. What else is on your mind? Well, Derek Walker's back for Nebraska basketball nil deal. Nil deal brings Derek <laughs> Walker back. <laughs> well, I think it's more we don't than have that. numbers on that. We won't share the numbers on that. At I, least, I, I, if, if I would say I have numbers, I, I just don't think it's something you want to share. Um, but yeah, I, I I mean I'm just gonna say you got a hefty nil deal. Well, it's the player that you wanted back for this team, right. for sure. And that's and that's 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 the way the world works now. 
they're people are getting those, and it's it's ramping up. NIL's, I mean, NIL's ramping up. Um, so yeah, he be, he benefited from that, and that's not, probably not the only reason he's coming back. Now think about it. I was thinking about this, Blaze Keita, and and Derek Walker now at a power forward. Yep, yep. Blaze Keita at center. I would think Derek Walker shifts to a power forward, yep. which is more of his natural position. I I think. Uh, and then you have Wilhelm Breidenbach. Back from injury next year. Yeah, yeah. Not, that, I mean, that strikes me as a decent front court. Yeah, I wonder if they add anything else there in terms of, you know, lost Eduardo Andre, of course, big guy. I mean, you're, yeah, cur- you're curious. lose him. I, I think that's more of like a cut. Okay, you're curious then the development of Oleg Koyanets, if that's somebody that they, sure, they believe in as yeah. a seven-footer to be yeah. able to contribute and, yeah. and start being uh, a guy that actually plays, not just on the bench and, re- you know, and redshirting. Right. So if you yeah. can get some some growth there, that that really helps that picture out. But that's still a huge if for Nebraska basketball. My hair okay? It looks fine. Sam, I, I'm with you. I, I like the Keita and Walker dynamic. Yeah, if, if putting Derek back to where he should be as a power forward, not a center. Yeah, if Keita's totally agree if with Keita's, that. Keita's, you know, if Keita does, if Keita lives up to his billing, that's well, it's always about that, right? Yes. So and then Sam Hybe back for the women. Uh, as a guard that would team with Jazz Shelley to give Nebraska one of the better guard tandems in the Big Ten. Hello. Hello, indeed. So there, there's your news and nuggets from yesterday to begin the show. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to we that. Hit them all. We'll maybe hit to that a little bit more. Um, did you say good morning to Harrison? Uh, good morning to Harrison, the EP over there. Hello, Harrison. Yeah, he's doing some weather stuff over there. So. Weather stuff? Yeah, he's dubbing in the weather. Nice day today. Yeah, beautiful out this morning. <laughs> Lovely. And there's your weather talk, sponsored by nobody. <laughs> All right, let's get to this. Uh, 402-464-5685, call or text as always. I was doing some thinking yesterday about iconic programs historically across uh, these two different sports. I'm curious, if you were not from Nebraska and you were an unbiased person, if you you can do that, if if you can look at it that way and not be a biased Nebraskan, what program historically is more iconic in the sports world, Nebraska football or Kansas basketball. Now, if you look at national titles, Nebraska has the upper hand with five in football compared to three for Kansas basketball. But we pointed out the other day that that Kansas has not missed an NCAA tournament since the late 80s. Besides the one that was canceled for COVID, you don't count that. They would have made it that year. They have not qualified. It has been since the late 1980s since that program did not qualify for the NCAA tournament. As you mentioned, they have had 22 straight years of being a four seed or better in the dance. They have won so many conference championships under Bill Self. It's not even funny. So I know that five versus three is huge in terms of uh, the iconic nature, but in, in championships, five to three. Nebraska leads in championships. Which program historically is more iconic in the sports world? Yep. Nebraska football or Kansas basketball? Kansas basketball has a pretty big advantage. Do you ever hear of Dr. James Naismith? <laughs> I have. Have you? Yes. Do you understand he was he brought the sport of basketball to the University of Kansas and was Kansas's first coach? I am fully aware of that. That tilts the scale heavily in favor of Kansas. <laughs> heavily. Well, it does. It does. Dr. James Naismith 
was the first basketball coach soon after he invented the sport we're talking about. It's not just that. I mean, beyond the creation of the sport itself. And then Fog Allen came in, right? Replaced Naismith in 1908. Mm -hmm. And to date, Allen is top five, one of the top five most successful coaches in the history of college basketball. KU's winningest coach of all time. Uh, By the way, Fog Allen, instrumental in bringing basketball to the Olympic Games. (laughs) Um,. Yeah, so, you know, while Naismith is often called the father of basketball, he reportedly coined Allen as the father of basketball coaching. He has the statue outside the Fog Allen Arena. Yet they still only have three national championships in their program history. Uh, yeah. <coughs> yeah, if you're just going by national titles. Who's the, what's what's the all-time winning this basketball program? Jake, I, 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 you can tell where I'm getting at here. I mean, I don't even know. I almost feel bad that you brought it up. I don't. I want to. I want to hear people's thoughts on it. I, I want to see if it's that obvious that they, that, they, that everyone says Kansas basketball, or if, if if Nebraska has a chance in anybody's view. Doc says it on text line. He says, uh, without a doubt, Kansas basketball. Nebraska football basically just had a 30-year stretch, and that's it. A 30-year stretch is pretty important, though. 30-year. Probably a little more than 30. A little more than 30. Yeah. You can probably almost get that to 40, but I see what Doc's saying. Yeah, but Doc's right about that. It it was pretty much a stretch. Yeah, there's no real – it's – like I said, (laughs) I feel sort of bad. But it's – Nebraska has great – I want to hear all the feedback Yeah, but Nebraska has – it it, it does – I mean, Nebraska certainly has a strong football – tradition there's not many programs anywhere you could stack up against kansas basketball maybe that's the best takeaway from this if you if nebraska doesn't stack up at all then there's probably not many programs anywhere that do kansas has the second most wins in the history of uh, men's basketball behind kentucky by just four games actually right now yes now here's the deal about kansas basketball too it's it's well like I mean, what we're saying is it's it's really stood the test of time. I mean, if you look at, for instance, Jake, stood the test of time. If you look at their final four appearances, which I think is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. I think we're, we're at 17 now. But look at them. They're over a course of many years. The first one was 1940. Okay, then they had three in the 50s, two in the 70s, uh, four in the 90s. And then since 2000, they've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So they they haven't they've they've been strong, as we noted yesterday, over a long course of time. Teddy Owens had a there's a little bit of dip with Teddy Owens, like like right now, um, Chris at the Baldwin shops, ears perked up because me and guys like me and Chris remember Teddy Owens. He got fired, um, but he wasn't terrible. His winning percentage was like six oh five or six twenty five. He had a, or maybe even more than that. In fact, I have it in front of me. He wasn't terrible. It's was probably like a. Um, it was Ted. The Ted Owens era was sixty four to eighty three. He was three forty eight and one twenty eight. He won six Big Eight conference titles. Okay, so not bad. 
He was fired following the 83 season after after the Jayhawks posted back-to-back losing seasons. So there were losing seasons in the early 80s. Yep, as as uh, as a wet blanket points out. So I mentioned that 1989 Kansas did not make the dance. He said that was by that was by probation. The last season they missed the tournament because of performance was 1983 when the tournament had only 52 qualifiers instead of 64 okay. or 68, which it is now. Are you sure they're not first on all time wins? I I got them at second here. Their wiki shows number wiki shows number one. You know Wikipedia. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm seeing here number. They're just behind Kentucky. But if that's up, if that's, that could it could have changed maybe this year. Okay. So, yeah, you might be right. Also, do you remember a little guy named Wilt Chamberlain? <laughs> I do. I do that. Yeah, I know that. Name. I've heard Played of that. at Kansas. Okay. Here's my question. I want, I want to. See, is is would anybody out there defend Nebraska in this argument and say that they are more iconic? If, if it's if it's that obvious in your nature that because of James Naismith and all these guys that were that created you know, the, the creation of the sport that was there, and because they have been good for the test of time would anybody would anybody argue for nebraska or is it would they say yeah i mean nebraska's had a good run they've been historically obviously relevant they have the eighth most wins all time in fbs football uh just behind michigan ohio state bama oklahoma notre dame texas and penn state um so i mean they're they're obviously they're obviously have an argument in this discussion but is is it strong would anybody say that is does do the championships Help stack up in terms of if you want to compare the iconic natures of these programs in different sports. You ever hear of uh, you ever hear of a coach called Greg Popovich? I've heard of Greg Popovich. He was an assistant at Kansas. Apparently, Brian says that uh, Kansas passed Kentucky just on Sunday in all time wins okay. in the actual Elite Eight. So I got news for you: Kansas is number Kansas one. Kansas number one all time. Have you ever heard of Dean Smith? I know Dean Smith played at Kansas. You ever hear of, um, like, I didn't know Greg Popovich was an assistant at Kansas. You ever heard of John Calipari? Yep. He was an assistant at Kansas. Um, ever hear of Larry Brown, by any chance? Larry Brown. You heard of Larry Brown? Yeah, he was a coach in Kansas. Jake. I'm, I'm just, I have, want to put it out there. Yeah. To see if anybody, any, if anyone would defend Nebraska in this argument, or if it's just, it is a given that, hey, dummy, Kansas is way more relevant in basketball than Nebraska has ever been in football. Again, what this points up is not Nebraska's lack of tradition. What it points up is Kansas's unbelievable tradition. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's what we're talking about. <coughs> Excuse me. My gosh. We're still you're you you got Can I over bring your the sickness cold. back in the studio? Oh, here we go. Do we want to Assess blame here. Um, we do it a lot of this show. Though, yeah, honestly, former former Kansas players that have gone on to be coaches: Fog Allen, Adolph Rupp. Ever hear of Adolph Rupp? Yep, heard of Adolph Rupp. There's an arena name for a for for. Okay, there's a there's an arena name for Fog Allen. Kansas plays in it. There's an arena name for Adolph Rupp. There's an arena name for Dean Smith. He's a former player. Um, Calipari, Popovich, Self. Those are former players. Do you know who the coach is at Stanford? This is a name that this is a name that guys like Chris and me know that you wouldn't. Jared Hasse. He's he played guard at Kansas. Now he's a coach at Stanford. I didn't know that. Didn't know that head name. coach at Stanford. Yeah, Jared Haas. Uh Turgeon played there. Danny Manning. You know who Tad Boyle is? Yeah, that's the Colorado head coach. He played at Kansas. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just these are just more facts, but but I just I just think that if you there's just it's hard to stack up against Kansas. It what and it they got hard. a great chance, by the way, to add to their tradition. They, yeah, this year. they could get a fourth championship this year. Yeah, you think about what they play Villanova. On Saturday, and then if they win that, they play Duke or North Carolina. Kansas Villanova at 5.09, 5.09 p.m. on Saturday. I will have the decks cleared for that. All uh, right. I will tell everybody, do not bother me, uh, and I'm not working, and I'm not doing anything. I'm watching two games. Um, the other game, North Carolina Duke, followed is followed 30 minutes after that game. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Duke. Tell me, tell me the deal here. Duke, North Carolina. I think Kansas is going to have a, a distinct advantage because that Duke, North Carolina game on Saturday, how much that's almost to those players like the national championship game. Wouldn't you say? Duke, North Carolina? It can't be, though. That happened to Wisconsin a couple years ago when they beat I know. Duke. Exactly. So they beat Kentucky, but then lost to Duke exactly. in the actual title exactly. game. Exactly. You can't view it that the Final Four is. The championship, because he will be doomed in the actual title Duke game. Duke has all those young guys that if they get through North Carolina, how are they going to come back Monday? You know, they're in the big easy. There's a lot of distractions, but also they're exerting a ton of energy. Meanwhile, Kansas. But Kansas, though, has had trouble with Villanova. And I, what I was looking I was I spent way too much time looking at this matchup yesterday. There's an issue, a big issue. Villanova's that – well, Villanova's had Kansas's number like four of the last five times because they, they slow it down so much. Kansas doesn't like to play slow, Jake. They don't like to play slow. Villanova slows you down, muddies it up. You saw in the second half against Miami, Miami Kansas did anything but slow it down. 47 to 15. They held, yeah, Kansas outscored. held Miami to 15 in that round. They held Providence to 17 in mm. the first half earlier. Yeah, they can lock you down. I mean, they can play defense. But they want to. They want to push wanna, it. Yeah, they want to push it. They want to push it. They didn't outscore Miami twenty-one to fifteen. They outscored them forty-seven to fifteen. Okay, they were pushing it. What are you? What are you hearing from the people? Um, four six four five six eight State. five. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, Docs comes back with this. He says. Um, Nebraska hasn't been relevant since 01 and hasn't won a championship since 99. If you did a poll of the last 20 years of blue bloods in both sports, you couldn't even consider Nebraska a blue blood, while Kansas has still continued to win multiple championships and be relevant. Yeah, the only thing I'd add to that, Doc, is you just don't lose your blue blood status that quickly. Nebraska's still a blue blood. It's just a blue blood with a diminished brand. The blue blood status, it, it, it takes a long time for that to go away takes a long time to accumulate it, and it takes a long time to build to, for it to go away. By the way, there's only three Blue Bloods in the Final Four. There's only three. You can't say, you can't say Villanova's a Blue Blood. What are they? They're a modern-day... Modern-day Blue Blood? Yeah, no, they're just a modern-day force. In fact, if you look at Villanova, that's the strongest program in the last, I don't know, five, six years... I mean, they won national titles in 2016 and 2018. Now they're back in the Final Four. They've been the strong. Villanova has been the strongest program of the last, I don't know, half dozen years. But but they're not a blue blood. They won it in '85, 
and then 2016 and 2018. Mm-hmm. But they don't have the history at these other teams. Doesn't help them. They don't have the history. Okay. Let's get, a, let's get a call from Chris on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline 464-5685. Chris, you're on early break. Go ahead. Good morning, Steve J. Uh, yeah, it's great to hear from you. I'm really interested to hear what you have to say, Chris. Well, well you know, we were talking a little bit about this Monday, you know, when uh, we brought up comparing the traditions of Nebraska football and Kansas basketball. Boy, I tell you, it it really is amazing what Kansas has achieved down there. You know, like we said, where our geographical location is, uh, you know, you're just not going to find those type of players, Steve, that you uh, mentioned in the past that they've had. You know, that uh, here in the Midwest, it's it's got to be a nation nationwide search. And, and I remember, Steve, Jake, in the mid-60s there, when everyone was after Lou Alcindor, of course, the the Power Memorial High out of New York City uh, recruit, and of course went to uh, UCLA. Uh, the second best player that year, which was 1965, was a kid out of Kansas City named Lucius Allen. Oh, hello. And uh, yes, uh, Steve, I'm sure you remember that name. And 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 uh, Kansas did not get him. I know there was a big battle there between UCLA and, and Steve mm-hmm. Ted Owens. You know, there at Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, uh, it, yeah, what a great tradition. And you know, I've always found myself rooting for Kansas in these tournaments, you know. Yeah, um, me too. You know, they're, they're our neighbors, and, and uh, it's good to see teams from the Midwest with not a lot of population going for them uh, to, to do well nationally like this. And and uh, uh, even though I don't have them in my pool, Jake, I'm, I'm going to – deep down, I'm probably going to be rooting for Kansas. But, uh, Steve, one other – Jake, one other player – I'd like to bring up that I saw in the mid-60s there at Lincoln when my dad took me to a game, great guard. And I think he had a great NBA career, if I remember, with the Boston Celtics, quicker than than a cat, a guard named JoJo Watt. Sure, yeah. And and I remember, Steve, Nebraska had a pretty good team in 66 or 7, went down to Kansas, played a – a pretty highly ranked Kansas team. And I forget who our guard was. I, I think it was a guy named Grant Simmons or Ron Simmons. Okay, yeah, Grant uh, Simmons but, is Grant Simmons. But, but okay, but Steve, JoJo White met him at about three-quarters court, picked him up, and, and just harassed him and just, just slicker than hell, stole the ball from him and went into a layup. And the very next time down the floor – it will look like a replay. But JoJo White did it to to Grant Simmons twice in a row, and you and they they killed us down there that night. And uh, you knew after after those two plays that it wasn't going to be our night, and that JoJo White was a fantastic player. Yeah, well, yeah, but, uh, yeah. but uh, anyway, guys. Hey, uh, Steve, I'm like you. I'm going to clear out the the schedule for Saturday afternoon and night and watch these games and uh, uh jake one thing i i think steve was right i thought i heard the cbs announcers last week say that when kansas won on what was that thursday night last week that they 
past Kentucky, Kentucky. Okay. for all-time wins. Come on, Jake. Now, it, now isn't that incredible? You know, and it's and I'd like cool to stand. remind people that to do it. entering this century, Nebraska was number three, I believe, on all-time wins in football. But in the last 22, three years, we, I think we've slid. We might be all the way down to eight right it is, now. Yeah, I'm not it is sure eight. on it's that yeah, list. Eight. You guys might want to check it's that. It's eight, Chris. It's eight. Steve, Jake, great show. We're all listening up here again. And, uh, and uh, hey, you guys have a good rest of your week and enjoy the games this week. All right. Thanks, Chris. All right. Yeah, so – Say that again with Nebraska all-time wins. Nebraska is eighth in all-time wins. Penn State has surpassed them by one win. Okay, nine win seasons, however. Nebraska still, I believe, number two, tied with Oklahoma behind behind Alabama. So nine win seasons, you have that feather in your cap. You still have, I mean, even ten win seasons going into last year, you were in the top five. Um, wins in the last 30, top 15. Um, wins in the last 40, top five. I mean, you're still – I mean, Nebraska's got incredible tradition. It's just that not many can stack up against Kansas basketball. By the way, I wish I could verbalize it better. When they came in, when they brought the – you could, you should be able to help, but maybe you were just uh, – You're talking too, the, the media too, crew? No, 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 no. When Kansas would come into Bob Devaney, it was an incredible experience. I went to some of those games. Yeah, it was incredible. It was. It would always be packed. Yes, no matter that's what. That's for sure. No matter what, and there was just a different feel when Kansas came. And I wish I could. Well, better I, I, verbalize. I tell you, I mean, I think the best game I ever went to, besides when Texas, when Nebraska beat Texas in 2010, was back in 01 when Nebraska, with our friend Kerry Cohorn, right. hits eight threes. Nebraska makes 18 threes and falls by one to Keith Lankford, who hits a, a late shot to win that game for number one Kansas. Yeah, that crowd was incredible. I mean, well, that, it was that place fun. was humming. Yeah, I'm not even talking about great games. I'm just talking about the way the well, the crowd was still great that yeah, time. Yeah, the way the it felt when Kansas came to town. Yeah, it was a, it was a big deal. Way it was a different. big deal. Yeah, it was way Treated different. Treated differently. I mean, how much different was it than when like anybody else came to town? I can't even. You can't even compare it. I mean, the only thing I can compare it to is when Durant was with Texas. Yeah, yep, that was pretty big. Yeah, that was really big. Yeah, when when KD came in with the Longhorns, but Longhorns don't have that kind of feel that Kansas does. But they had KD. But name me a school that had nearly the feel that Kansas did when it came to town. Not even like in the Big Ten. No, Michigan State. Hell no. 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 Kansas was it. It's a phenomenon. It's a phenomenon, and the phenomenon, you're awe-stricken because you have a sense of their their, their powerful tradition. And then they always bring in great dudes. You know, they'd great always players, bring in great players. Great crowds compared yeah. to Great coaches. Let's get, let's get a call from Derek. Derek in a car. You're on early break. Go ahead. Good morning, Gentlemen, great show, great topics all week. And, uh, you know, a couple things about the Blue Blood comment referencing Nebraska football. Okay. I think it's generational. If you ask me, Steve, well, I'm 55, I'm your age. Oh, okay. I would say yeah, we, we fit into that category. But if you ask my children, mm-hmm. <laughs> they would look at you cross-eyed and say, what the heck are you smoking? Because they've never seen it before. Maybe you too, Jake. You're kind of on the cusp there. But, yeah, I mean, that's... Sure. I just think that there's a generational gap um, between those of us who feel we still occupy that spot in the blue blood uh, category and those who don't. And I think that could change over time, obviously, as uh, people become more educated. I tried to educate my children about it, but, you know, they want to see it. 
they want to see it firsthand, I guess. Um, regarding uh, Naismith, the inventor of basketball and how that uh, relates to our situation, did you know that the strobe light was um, developed here in Nebraska? Do you guys know that? Strobe light? Really? Strobe are you, are you light. yanking our chain? Uh, Dr. Edrington, yeah, from Aurora. Okay. Um, but here's the deal. I don't ever remember Nebraska becoming the disco capital of the world. <laughs> so, I mean, those things, I don't know what the re- relevance is, but, but um, you know, there's a long ways to go in this program before uh, we're able to do any kind of dancing, no pun intended. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we're in baseball season right now, a little bit miffed that the, the boys couldn't pull one out last night. It was a tough game, but... Uh, a 4.20 a.m. shout-out to Vince and uh, also to the guys, Chris, and the Baldwin shop. Thank Keep you. Keep up the good work, gentlemen. Thank you, guys you Derek. You guys a great show. Thanks, Thank Derek. You, Appreciate Derek. the kind words. Yeah, that – now, the, hold on, Derek. The one thing I'm going to say is the guy who invented basketball started the program at Kansas. It's relevant. <laughs> it's relevant. Strobe lights, he invented, basketball. He invented Strobe the game. Light. But, I, but now, Derek raises an interesting point about – it's a it's it's a touchy subject that is Nebraska. I mean, can't we just say, Derek, that Nebraska is a diminished blue blood? It's not a thriving blue blood. It's a diminished. If you blue want blood. to go back to even further with with that, Rutgers claims to be the birthplace of college football. <laughs> well, that's on the stadium. I'm just saying that has it helped them out. Well, they haven't helped themselves out. Kansas so, helped themselves right, out. Right, right. I mean, the sport and helped out. Right, Rutgers exactly. claims it's, the sport and hasn't done jack crap with it. The fact they have the inventor of the game who started their program is just something that you put on the ledger as a as a as a example of their blue blood okay, status. All right. The guy who invented <laughs> the sport because of the winter doldrums. The winter doldrums led to him. Inventing a sport that would help get you through. Next year, I'll do that with something. I'll come up with sport. something I'll to get you I'll create a sport okay. that we <laughs> takes us to the next level. Derek said something genius when he said, you are on the cusp. You are definitely on the I'm cusp. I'm always on the cusp. <laughs> Sean Callahan next on Early Break on the Ticket.